This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. My name is Trace James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are well off my shelf where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Shayna Fine joins me in talking about two movies that have absolutely nothing to do with each other, Kill Switch and Knocked Up. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry for the very lame intro because I watched these two movies and they literally have nothing to do with each other. And I was like, I don't know how to make this funny or interesting. I know. I, I tried when I watched them to think of like, what's the, the common? There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> uh, the, both movies begin with K. There you go. I don't there know. You go. That's that's literally all I have. Um, something. It's, <laughs> it's something indeed. Um, I think personally, I think we should start talking about Kill Switch it just immediately. Agreed. Because, oh my God, what is this? Uh, yes. Okay. So I, I don't think I've ever seen a Steven Seagal movie until this. Oh, okay. This so is I even more this interesting. Is my first time hearing him speak. Uh huh. And I was very surprised. I don't. That is. I don't think that's his regular speaking voice. He doesn't is, have was a, that a character. I think that was a character. Okay. 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 So, so sorry. Before we start, a lot of people will not know this. It is a Steven Seagal movie. Kill Switch came out in two thousand eight. It went straight to DVD, and I don't know why I own this. I have no <laughs> idea why I own this. That was my next question. Um, it is possible. So some of these DVDs were kind of like hand-me-downs for my brother, who's just like, here, I don't want this anymore. And I was like, okay. Um, because I watched this and I don't think I've ever watched it before because no recollection in any way, shape, or form. No. And uh, yeah, I don't, mm, that's, yeah. I got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah, no, I was surprised. I don't know what I expected him to sound like. Like I mm-hmm. think maybe in my head he was like Schwarzenegger, but he was definitely not. Yeah, no, like quiet. I've seen like I mean his most quote unquote famous movie is Under Siege, which right. came out in like the mid nineties and stuff. And he does not have a southern yeah uh, bayou drawl, which okay, that's I what think, I wondered. I think that's what he was going for. Like it was all it was all very very confusing. I'm impressed that he made an acting choice. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't seem to be the case for the rest of the movie. (laughs) Like, so in the beginning, there's these flashbacks of like a kid being killed or whatever that keeps coming back. Brother, right? Was that what it was? I think so. Well, they were wearing the same outfit, so I assume they were twins. But they kept saying it was one person's birthday, not like happy birthday twins or whatever. Oh, I didn't get that. Okay. And but like but what does that have to do with the rest of the movie? So was he supposed to be killed? Now I'm really confused. If he was the if there was no twin. Whoa, you just blew my mind. I have no idea. I have You're no idea. You're right, because they don't be called at one name. And I yeah. thought it was weird that the mom was calling his name when his brother was clearly the one who was dying. But maybe it was he was supposed to be like watching himself get Dive? 
Or like, was it a ghost of himself? Like, was he a ghost? I don't know. Like, there's nothing is explained about these scenes. <laughs> nothing whatsoever. They're all like muted colors and like close ups of people going, Happy birthday. And then some reason somebody's like, Where's this kid? And then they're dead. And then, and then there was just a random guy in the woods who we never understood who he was either. Yeah. Right? It just, no, they, they never, they never talk about it. Like the no. only the only connection you have of it is that at the end of all of those scenes, Steven Seagal is like waking up or is like stressed out. And mm-hmm. you're just like, what is is that him? Is he remembering a case? Is- well, it's the same name, right? So you assume it's him. I forget what his yeah. character name is. Like, I don't even. I should. Justin something. <laughs> Some yeah, I don't. He's I don't even know. Him. Mm-hmm. He, was he, he was Jacob. He was Jacob. I mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I just assumed it was twins because I watched at seven in the morning. But you're right. It's probably him. And he was watching himself. Exactly. Um and like Was there a Kill Switch too? There is another movie called Kill Switch, but there I think like they were setting up this character for like a series of movies. Possibly. Maybe that's why we don't know who this child is. I feel like we don't know why who the child is because it's a bad movie. Like, I don't know. like I think it was supposed to set him up as like you know the 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 cop who's who's a really good detective because he had a troubled childhood and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But usually when you have a movie like that, the case they're working on ends up coming back to connect with that trauma or yeah. something. Yeah, that's what you're expecting. So, so then it like makes it whole and you're like oh that's why i'm seeing these scenes yeah it's not just to show that he's troubled and you know he's got a reason for holding up the law but also because he's like he's like it's my case oh my god it's coming back because right yeah you expect the, the case he's following is going to be the same guy that stabbed him or his twin brother who doesn't exist yeah yeah. Which, which they never really they, also they don't even show how the kid dies like I know the guy shows like a knife and he's like ah and you assume right. he was stabbed or something you assume he died but maybe he didn't die maybe he didn't oh. <laughs> yeah and then at the end when he goes back to the house you think he's going back to his parents and they're going to explain it right yeah, or it's something. Some or revelation's going to happen. Yeah. Instead of this random wife that shows up out of nowhere. And At, yeah, but also, which was also <laughs> weird because he's having an affair with some cop in the city as well. Yes, I was surprised at the ending. Yeah, like, like it was almost like they're just like, hey, we need a reason to show boobs here. Mm-hmm. You're like, they oh, set him up as this, like, he's this good guy and he's, like, taking care of all the women around him. But then really he's cheating on his wife. Yeah, really care. And then she he comes home and she's like a porn star, right? It, it, exactly. <laughs> but wait, was he like? I know he was protecting all the women, but was he really taking care of them? Because he was a real dick to all the women in this movie. Okay. Well, I was look. I was trying to sort of look up him as a human. Sounds like it's probably him, which is why I wondered how much acting was going on in the movie. Yeah, acting is a strong word. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Like some of the dialogue, some of the, like the the scene choices were all just, what are you even doing? Like it doesn't make any sense. No. You get the impression that they were like, we need 
eight fight scenes in the movie and then they just built in little scenes in between to try and connect the fight scenes together yeah and was it just me or those fight scenes were like really long they seem long to me although yeah. i have to say like kudos to the editor <laughs> some of the, <laughs> the editing was very entertaining well it was very clear as soon as steven seagal put up his fist everything else was not steven seagal <laughs> I think all that editing was just like, don't show the guy's face. He doesn't look anything <laughs> like him. They'll never buy it. And it was also like, let's show the guys from 12 different angles because we really only shot two minutes of footage and we have to fill 13 minutes of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. I was, when I watched it, I was sitting there going, what is this? Like, of course it went like straight to two DVD because mm-hmm. they spent money not to try to make money back somehow. But I would have just burned everything. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it's horrendous. And like the supporting cast out of nowhere, Isaac Hayes is a is a yeah. really bad quarter. He seems very confused about everything. Also not doing his job. Like I, yeah, nobody around him other than that one other woman cop who I guess is supposed to be the, their answer to like, not all women are victims, right? Maybe one strong woman character. Is it, uh, that's, she's is that the FBI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like automatically mean to her for no reason. Right. And like, yeah, she smells a dead body and throws up and whatever. But at the same time, everything else she does, you're just like, no, she's following protocol. She's doing everything correctly. And you're yeah. making fun of her for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then his girlfriend was supposed to be a cop too, right? Yes. And she for wanted some reason to... he hated her, which we don't understand until the end when you realize she's the mistress. Exactly. Yeah. Which also makes no sense because so when you first meet her, he has come home and she comes out of the bedroom all like sultry and like a little silk thingy or whatever <laughs> and then he's a real dick to her for no reason you're just like yeah okay yeah uh also why is she so young and you're so hideous what is happening here um and then the whole movie it's this tease about like oh i'm i'm gonna try to seduce you and love you but you're like why why are you doing this yeah you're the whole totally- movie well all the women in the movie were very clearly told you have to act like you're super attracted to him right yeah Every well, every conversation with every woman in the movie, they're like trying to pretend they love him. Yeah, or whatever he's saying is just like so hot. Mm-hmm. No, like the even like the bartender or whatever when he goes yeah. to ask her questions and she gives him a little sass, but then he beats people up and she's like, "Ooh, hot, yeah, let's yeah. go." <laughs> what? What? You, That's you, what real women want. Apparently. I mean, didn't she, didn't she see randomly the stunt double come in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you can't mess up the hair. Yeah, well, of course not. Hair. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I don't, like, there, hold on. I got to look at my notes for this, because to me, I took surprising amount of notes, even though I spent the whole movie with my hand just, like, <gasps> my head hurts. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> like, what? Um. So, so my last note, well, my two last notes are, what the fuck did I just watch? And what does his flashbacks have to do with anything? So that's where that goes. Yes. Um, and it starts with, what's with Steven Seagal's accent? Yeah, see, I, I thought just assumed that was his normal voice and I never heard him speak before. <laughs> <laughs> 
I Google, uh, where is Steven Seagal from? <laughs> is it, isn't he from like Wisconsin or something? Yeah, like, he grew up in the States. But yeah. I don't know. It sounded like it was like a foreign accent trying to be Southern. Maybe something. That's just acting. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he's just like. I'm going to show my range in this one, you know, right. my, my real ability to show emotions and like to, to come up with voices and make actions. Also, very voices. quiet. Right? Yes. Yeah. It was a lot of, it was whispery talking. Like, I almost wondered if he had like an earpiece and somebody was reading the lines to him and he was just <laughs> quietly repeating them. He, the whole movie was him actually rehearsing. So he yeah. Was, he's like, and, and now you take me to where you need to go. And now you take me to where you need to go. <laughs> what? No. It was all, it was all very strange. Like it was mostly entertaining. It was like a really bad episode of CSI. Not even. Like, what is a lamer version of CSI? That's true. CSI is pretty good. Yeah. It's like a it's a bad version of a Walmart version of CSI. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, it's the like cult guy, which was also random. I don't know <laughs> about. Yeah. You but like None of the things connected. Like so, no. so the so the first guy, so like the the first scene you see him or whatever, and they found a body and then they saw a building and they're like, oh, that guy is, is watching us from over there, laughing. And all of a sudden, Steve Seagal's <laughs> in the room with the dude, and then beats the shit out of him. We don't even know who this guy is, but just beats the shit out of him. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, he caught the guy. I guess there's going to be another case. And so the other case starts with this like Zodiac something moon dude who's like mm-hmm. follows astrology. Mm-hmm. And He's then in a rock band, maybe. Yeah. Or you're or, a rock band. Oh, no, he no. He wrote the songs <laughs> for the rock band. Right. Right. That's what it was. He wrote the songs for the right. rock band. But he was also finding people in alleyways to kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then what happened? Oh, and then the first guy got out of jail and I don't know, hung out for a while. And then <laughs> Yeah, then I, know, I was waiting for the first guy and the second guy to be connected. And then they, the childhood guy to come back. There was yeah, no sense no. of trying to connect things back together. Yeah, no, they were all, they were three completely separate storylines in yeah. one movie that had nothing to do with each other. Yeah. And his investigative style made no sense because I was wondering the whole movie, like, how did you find them? This doesn't make any sense. She told you he saw a guy wearing an orange hat. <laughs> and you're like, oh, he lives at this address. Let's go. Like, well, the one, the Zodiac guy, they showed him like De- decrypting the his little what's it called when you change like symbols to letters oh yes the <laughs> the the glyphs or whatever yeah yeah oh that's right he was like getting the message right yeah it was like about the on the back of a cereal box when he used to do that as a kid. <laughs> and i really think that whole scene was just to show like look how smart he is he can read yeah that's exactly what do uh yeah but like 
but the funny thing is too is like his paper where he like scribbled his notes on looked like it was it was something that was like printed out of the computer he's like i googled glyphs and i printed yeah. this out and you're just like what is happening it's a very high tech movie what year was it uh 2008 so like computers existed then oh yeah yeah um they were the police work seemed like it was from 1953 <laughs> right like they had they had no like oh let's check for dna or you know let's magnify and look what's under this nail or anything we're just like no okay random stuff i don't know because even like like i was saying isaac hayes was the coroner and every time they walked in he was like eating or something (laughs) and then you know steve seagal go over the body he'd be like look at this and then steven seagal would do the collecting of stuff yes what was that walk out I have no idea. Are cops allowed to do that? Just walk in and like take random bits off of bodies? As far as I know, based on my Law and Order and CSI watching, yeah. no, they're not. Yeah. So, I mean, I would think they'd, you know, contaminate evidence. Yeah, there was no or... hygiene, although he was wearing gloves. So. He, that's true. He did put on gloves. He did do it that <laughs> way. But isn't there like a whole like chain of custody thing? So they make sure stuff isn't tampered with. And... I mean, I would guess. I would think and at one he, point they bring out like the super old body. Yes. And they it yeah. just, I don't know. It was just to be gross, you know. And I love the fact that the 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 FBI lady complains. She's like, she's like, isn't there protocols for this? Like he can't just take stuff. And the other guy's like, you don't understand him. He does what he wants, but he gets the job done. <laughs> like that's just illegal. <laughs> Also, does he really? He just kills no, He does. <laughs> Everything he does, he like he walks into a room, he's like, he just points at random people, you're the bad guy, beats the yeah. shit out of them, yeah, and then throws them in jail and he's like, I've done my job. You're like, have you? I Plus all the other random bystanders that are were shot and punched in the making of that movie. Yeah. Oh, the one where they're just like running down the street, just randomly shooting. Yeah. And- like, it looks like he also couldn't hold a gun straight. It was, like, sideways and <laughs> flopping. And I was like, what are you doing? This is dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Just clearly in the days before they had, like, a gun safety. Talking about what's happening in modern times. This was oh, my God. The case during that movie. Oh, couldn't be. Could not be. And I think what's funny about a movie like this is, like, like um, so... A couple years ago, like just before the pandemic, Stephen Seagal signed up to be like a volunteer cop or deputy or something oh, in some okay. town, and they made like a reality show about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, hold on. How old is he now? He is not a young man. Or Stephen. Oh, it's called Stephen Seagal Lawman. Okay, good first name. Of all. Good um, name. and. <laughs> Oh, no, this was actually a while ago. Oh, it's just still on the air. Okay. Wow. Um, apparently, it's been on since 2009. Oh. Or at least, like, the first episodes. Maybe he was really inspired by Kill Switch. Maybe. But there's only 27 <laughs> episodes. It's not, it's not that, like, long. Oh, the last episode came out in 2014. Sorry. Um, and he is a fully commissioned deputy in Louisiana. Um, and it's almost, it's kind of like cops where they just follow him around 
and he like arrests people and takes people down and you know has like self-defense classes and stuff right and you're just like because he's obsessed with cops and being the law and, and all that kind of stuff yeah and this movie shows he has no idea what that is. <laughs> and I am, I have never watched an episode of that lawman show, but I have a feeling they've probably gotten sued many times over whatever yes. he does on that, or they've had to cut everything wrong that he's done. And how is he even allowed to like, I thought there was a larger process to become a police officer. Uh, in the states, no. I isn't it. Imagine you like, get pulled over and it's Steven Seagal. <laughs> I think I would just start laughing immediately. <laughs> but I think so the first thing he'd probably do is pull a gun and then be like, "Get out of the car." That's yeah, what he does. Oh, yeah. Like I think he's shoot first, ask questions later kind of person. You know. So. Um, because I think what is the I think the process of becoming a cop is like you pass a written test and do like a, I think it's like 16 weeks of training right like and then you go out there with like a I'm getting all my knowledge from the rookie by the way um and then you go out there with like a, a training officer and then right. you're a cop it's like probably be more too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, because what was it? Um, I think it was Jamie, uh, not Jamie Oliver. Um, John Oliver. Ugh. Jamie Oliver is a chef. Sorry. I know I was like, is Jamie <laughs> Oliver a cop too? <laughs> no, John Oliver did this he thing about delicious lunches for everyone. Right? He's like, he's like the, the, the cop chef or something. He shows up and he's like, well, while you're on the beat, now there's here's, a show. Here's a thermos uh, soup that's made with all of these right? fancy things. You like, think it's always the firefighters that are good chefs, but no. No. Some of them, those cops, <laughs> mm, they make they make right. some good chili. Let's now see the Jamie's there. Exactly. I would watch that show, actually. I would watch that show, too. He, just, he runs up on a cop car. And they're like, stop, what are you doing? I brought you lunch. <laughs> <It's Doug>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> totally watch it. I got to pitch that one. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, so John Oliver did like a like a, a, a story on like be a cop and all that kind of stuff. And he was right. like, the different criteria for different places and like in i think it was like norway or sweden or something like that they're just like no you have to get like a degree mm-hmm. in in this so it's like it's like a three-year program you know there's physical training there's paperwork there's psychological things there's all yeah. this kind of stuff and and it's like it's like no it's like you have to be properly educated to do this. That seems right. Yeah. Whereas in North America, it seems to be like, no, 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 we'll just give bullies a, a gun and they'll be fine. We'll tell them not to be bullies, but right. it'll be fine. I, yeah. I don't think that's working very well. No. Like teachers have to have how many years of schooling? Oh, so many years of schooling. So many years. Yeah. Doctors have to have 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. Cops have 16 weeks. Something like that, yeah. And they yeah. also have people's lives in their hands, so yeah, that is not mm, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a, like a doctor, I think, um, like even during like tr- before they even do like training and stuff, like become mm-hmm. like interns and stuff. I think up to that point, they've already had like eight to ten years of training before yeah. they're allowed to be like, no, we're gonna go to a hospital. You're gonna see what it's really like, and we're gonna take care of yeah. of patients with supervision. 
Yes. You know, Lester Steven Seagal, and you just walk right into the room. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, Give me a scalpel. I can do it. That's right. Yeah. Didn't one scene, didn't he actually do, didn't he like actually like cut like a body or something at one point? Oh, probably. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> That well, was he was a- totally rogue, except he called in every time, which I also thought was weird. Every yeah. time he shot his gun, like three minutes later, he called in, shots fired. Right? Yeah, he's just to like, cover his own butt. I don't know what that was about. I I think it was to cover his own butt to be like be like, no, right. I, I just fired one shot and I'm calling right away. I'm like, dude, you you emptied your clip four times. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you should have called a little earlier than that. For the record, yeah, shots were fired. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that I think in one scene he says shots fired and he says where they are, but every other time he's just like, he's like, yeah, I took him down and just walks away. And I'm just like, they, you have to tell them where you are so they can like pick up the body or find you or whatever, <laughs> you know? Bad things are happening, sir. He must have a tracker on him. Maybe it's just like on his car. Or, or his, maybe like, he said it. Thing. It was just really quiet. You couldn't hear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a, the voice talking in his head. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Everything about this movie is bad. It's just. I have to say, though, like just as a general entertainment, as a 7 a.m. movie, not bad. It's like a six. (laughs) I was entertained. I was able to like do some dishes during the fight scenes, (laughs) being honest. Like, I'll be back in 10. And he's still punching that guy. Okay, I got more time. Another play. It was entertaining than I expected oh my god um so what does this uh, so on imdb it says the storyline is a troubled detective travels to memphis in order to track down a pair of serial killers i didn't get the travel part i didn't get the travel part either (laughs) well until the very end where he's somehow in was he in mexico at the end with his blonde wife maybe maybe that's why he went home because i was also (laughs) wondering why we only saw him go home at the end but i didn't realize he wasn't home the whole time well exactly so i was very confused by all of that too because the other cops seemed to know him yes there was no implication that he was a visiting Mm -hmm. person and also nobody made like so like the black guy who was like his partner even though he left him constantly um had worked with him for like four years five years or something yeah. like at one point in time he's like trying to say how great he is and he's like i've worked with him for blah 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 how long and but he's never mentioned where he that where he lives or where they worked before or that no. he was married or you know what his history is it was just like when i worked with him he shot some guy for me and i was like is is that a is that a good thing that's not a good thing what are, <laughs> what are you talking about I don't like it was just very like it was not a story that would make me be like you know what that guy is a good cop it made me think like that man should be arrested yes well yeah I don't think you walk away from that thinking oh I hope he shows up at my door exactly exactly it was crazy I was like I don't who is writing this making thinking that this also sounds the good serial killer guy mm. what was the deal with him being naked did you catch that when he was oh, the girl? Was I, that just randomly like we're just we're low on on bums. Maybe I don't know. I think they wanted to make Not him like nudity. Be like, this is how really crazy he is. That you know right. he kills people while he's naked and prays to you know 
Sagittarius or something. I don't know what was good. I don't even know what was going on in that scene, to be honest. Like all all he was doing was what did he do? He was Nate. Oh, oh, he was under. Oh, that's what it was. No, he was wearing like leather chaps, but he was otherwise naked. Right? Yeah, and he was like taking stuff from under his nail to put under her nail. To right. oh, I forgot this part. He tried to frame Steven Seagal's character yeah. that it just didn't at, at the end of the movie for some reason they're like they're like oh his dna was found under her nails they're like okay and then they threw the guy at they like steven seagal found the guy and then yeah they were like oh he confessed for trying to frame him we're just like why i know why did he confess yeah why would he confess why did he confess this, why did he happening? run away at the end of the movie because it's sort of they left i thought he ran away I, then he went home, so he didn't really run very far. Far, exactly. Yeah, because, yeah, that's right. He doesn't go back to the station or anything. He's just like, I'm gone. Yeah, and he leaves a note. Yeah. Doesn't fill out any paperwork or anything. No, there's no paperwork. Yeah. Because he's not but- a real cop. How could he fill out the paperwork? <laughs> Maybe that's why he was doing everything on paper, because he didn't have, like, a password for the computer. So he's, he's, like, he's like, shit, what is that password again? <laughs> that's right. Um, toddy 48 like i don't you know wait is there supposed to be a capital is there like a symbol i gotta put in there i don't well, need to check the files i'll just doodle on this paper over here <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, oh yes okay <laughs> going to the bar none of it made it made it made absolutely no sense like my other thing is too is like he traveled to memphis to track down a pair of serial killers but why did he travel to Memphis if he is a detective? I guess he'd be a detective in his quote unquote hometown. Mm-hmm. But what would force him to go to somewhere else to do like did he kill know. somebody in his town or maybe because he's a specialist of finding serial killers? I don't I love that we were both asking each other questions. We're like, I have no answers. Like, I watched the movie too. Maybe no there's two. Maybe that's who the other brother is. Maybe there's actually two of them and there are two people. Oh my god, maybe that's what it is. You know, <laughs> I like how we're trying to make this into a better movie than it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, the way to make this a better movie, take out Steven Seagal. Done. That's 90% of the work right there. <laughs> I don't know though. I have to say. That was part of the charm of the movie was how bad he was, you know? Oh my god. If he wasn't a sort of good actor, then it would just be like every other action movie. That this is true. Was like, okay, this was a Steven Seagal movie. He does put his stamp on things, that yeah. is for sure. Uh, what's really funny, too, is the director, Jeff King. So I decided to be like, I'm going to look up what this, this guy does, right? Yes. Just be like, oh, you know, he's probably done like one other movie or something. It's mm-hmm. so bad. This man has a proper career and it blows yeah. my mind. Like as a director, he's done mainly directing TV, right? Okay. But like big shows like uh, White Collar and Blind Spot and, and things like that. Yeah, I can see and, that. And then, but in the middle of it, he directed three Steven Seagal movies for hmm. no reason, <laughs> which, which blows my mind. <laughs> And then he comes back, does more TV directing, but then produces shows like the Umbrella Academy. Like, oh, interesting. What? 
you know, like he's done some really, he's produced a lot of really good stuff and a lot of fun stuff like Stargate and Relic Hunter, hmm. uh, Do South he even did. Like okay. he did a whole bunch of like, he's done a, he's had a proper career. I don't think the movie's problem was direction. <laughs> it was everything. I like was write, writing or was there a writer on the movie? I mean, I assume there was a writer on the movie. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Like they quit yeah. Uh, the writer was Steven Seagal. Yes. Well, that maybe that explains quite that a bit. explains <laughs> a lot, actually. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You know, I mean, I think Steven Seagal should have stopped doing stuff when 2000 hits because his like, quote unquote, good movies were, were all before 2000, you know, yeah. um, like they were cheesy, but they were still like decent action that made sense. Yeah sense in a strong like a, a vague sense of the word sense but yes. yeah this movie just didn't the plot didn't go anywhere it was just confusing it just went all over the place because no they're all of the connecting scenes that would make you know why is he going from here to here and what does this yeah. have to do with this all those bits that would connect those things together were missing yes unless it was actually like a five-hour movie that they cut down <laughs> They took out all of the important parts. He was like, this is my opus. And he's like, they're like, it's yeah. six hours long. That's yeah. a that's a, a t- TV miniseries. She's like, no, this is what, this is my art. We've got to cut it down, sir. They cut it down to now. Someone's going to find the full length script. Yeah. And he'll he'll get end up getting like an Oscar for it. Yeah. Oh, this is the greatest thing I've yeah, ever we'll done. Re- we'll remake it. Yeah. With Jamie Oliver. With the- <laughs> turns around and he's just like beef bouillon mm. <laughs> it's not just like beef bouillon it's not just like broth that's just broth yeah okay bouillon is a fancy word it's, it's a fancy word for broth. it is you know or here's some ratatouille i don't know it's fine yeah maybe <laughs> i've had ratatouille once and i don't know if it's because it wasn't remy's ratatouille or something but i ate it and i was just like oh yeah, okay. No, it's a bunch yeah. of tomatoes and like what is it? Tomatoes and zucchini. It's it's hot salad. Let's just be <laughs> honest. That's all it is. It's hot salad. It's hot it's salad. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vegetable side dish. I don't know. I'm not a vegetarian. Maybe if you're vegetarian, it's more exciting. My mother loves rat- loves ratatouille. That's yeah. Why. She's the only person I've ever met who enjoys it. Who, oh, okay. Maybe it's one of those like acquired taste things. Or you're supposed to have it maybe like more fresh out of the garden, you know? You mm-hmm. pick the tomatoes that morning and chop the eggplant. Yeah. You know, know. and then the, the, the Tuscan sun is is, is shining yes. in on you yes. kind of thing. Okay. Yes. So it's it's more of an experience than a, than a than a flavor explosion of some sort. Yes. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. You have some really good bread, nice yeah. olive oil. Yeah. Well, the morning, I don't know. Like, like legitimately, the first time I had it was I was at a restaurant. I had literally never seen it on a menu in Canada before. And right. I was like, I watched that movie Ratatouille. And that guy at the end really liked it. I should try this. And then I ate it and I was just like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Movies have lied to me again. It's not bad. It's just it's sauce. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's I don't know if maybe it was like 
you know how like they they tone down foods for North American taste yeah. because everybody puts like their own salt and pepper on things. I'm a person who's like, look, if this is a thing that you create, unless you yeah. tell me to, I'm not adding stuff to it. Yeah. Right. So I put it in my mouth and I was just like, this tastes like tomatoes and it's kind of bland. And I was like, okay, was I supposed to put salt and pepper on it? I don't know, <laughs> but this is what you made for me. This is what I'm going to eat. And I was like, eh, eh, all right. Yeah, no, I don't think it's. I don't know. I think you have to be in Tuscany. I don't even know if Ratatouille is from Tuscany, but now it is. <laughs> it's probably French. It's probably French, yeah. Ratatouille dish. There we go. Where? What is the origins of a ratatouille? ratatouille. It is a French okay. provincial dish of stewed okay. vegetables originating in Nice or mm. Nice, whichever way you want to put it. Um, but yes, it is it's yeah. definitely French. So you're supposed to have it by the beach. There's a whole atmosphere going on. Yeah, I think that's what we're missing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like, you know, dreary winter day in Toronto. And, you know, you're just like, oh, look, I got to go outside with eight feet of snow. I'm so excited. Yeah. Here's your bowl of tomatoes and eggplant. No. (laughs) It's not working. So you got to be on like the French Riviera and on a sunny day with blue skies, you know, on 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 a yacht taking in like the breeze is you know the lovely yeah and then you either be like oh everything's so lovely definitely definitely that is an experience it's very fun to say ratatouille it is but i find like bouillon a lot of things with fun names i think they give it fun names because they don't want people to know how lame it is right like gazpacho example gazpacho yeah yeah gazpacho is such a great time I was like i was having gazpacho it's cold tomato soup guys no not gazpacho is better than ratatouille <laughs> you think so it's a strange sensation i don't know that i want to have a savory milkshake but i <laughs> yeah well yeah right yeah, exactly yeah, okay a good gazpacho can be kind of delicious cucumbers but it's still cold tomato soup if i want yes. if i want soup i want hot soup is all i'm saying and i would be somebody would hand me gazpacho i'd be like this soup is cold put it in the microwave take it back out and be like oh tomato soup no because you don't want cooked cucumbers that would be no good. that is true okay never mind never mind. i would not put it in the microwave i would there's not better. there's really like one day a year when gazpacho is appropriate if you live in canada what day right? is that i don't know like august 21st <laughs> Oh, so oh, so like like the hottest day like in the a summer. Super hot day. Yeah, you're on a picnic. Mm. Again, it's about the atmosphere of it. God, and you don't want yeah. something heavy, but you want something mm-hmm. with, with a little flavor to it. And you're just like, ooh, get some energy in there, all the nutrition and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah, I get that. But yeah. it's true. I, I now that I think about it, gazpacho is better than ratatouille. There's usually just more flavors in it. Yeah. In I'm trying to think of what's another one. It's another fun sounding. I'm trying to think of one that's <laughs> Coco Van, but that's delicious. So that doesn't apply. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> They're like lame food with cool names. So that's that's what we're going for. That's what we're going for. Catsup. Catsup. Isn't mm-hmm. catsup kind of like ketchup, but different? Catsup. I always thought cat like like there's like so. Wasn't ketchup 
or catsup originally just any kind of like condiment made from a vegetable that you put on stuff. So like catsup used to refer to like like ketchup or relish or yeah or all that kind of stuff. And then they actually started like separating the names. And then yeah, I was just reading somewhere that ketchup originally wasn't even tomatoes. It wasn't no something else. I'm googling ketchup. Was it oh mushrooms? Oh, it's mushrooms. Was, was like a mushroom blend, right? Which is nothing like the tomato ketchup we have now. Which no is like sugar. Yeah, yeah, that is. But that, who wants ground up? mushrooms that just seems like an odd thing I mean, is it is it kind of like just like a mushroom soup but thicker and you just pour it on stuff no i think it's like a dipping sauce oh okay maybe it was easier to grow mushrooms or forage them than fresh fruits and vegetables depending oh, on the world yeah live, probably right yeah and it was just like a thing that they could easily use to add flavors to stuff yeah yeah and also mushrooms Maybe. last longer like if you or pick them and stuff fancy. i don't know all right mushrooms do grow everywhere as i'm looking out my window there are no mushrooms growing outside of my <laughs> <laughs> you do see them outside sometimes every once in a while yes you do yes. um yeah don't they have like uh, pe- what do they call them? They call them foragers or whatever. And they mm-hmm. like go, they go to like parks or they go around a city. And if they see mm-hmm. like, they'll see like a bush, but it's actually like parsley. And they're like, cut, cut, cut. Look what I got. Or they'll yes. find like a fancy mushroom. And they'll be like, oh, did you see the blue headed toadstool? And like, oh, I'm going to have this tonight. Or she's like, okay. <laughs> or the truffle pigs. Or yes, truffle pigs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone should have a pig so that they can have mushrooms. But isn't it a, isn't it a very specific type of pig, or is it like any pig can sniff out? Some I think it's truffles? any pig. Okay. And apparently, dogs are just as good about at sniffing them out. But it's a it was sort of a marketing thing that pigs is more fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I mean, how slow your hunting journey would be if you had a pig with you. <laughs> I know, right? It'd be a lot smellier, though. Mm, yeah, fun. I don't think you should forage stuff as a dog owner. Mm-hmm. Anything you're picking up from the ground has been peed on. I mean, they like, know that. they clean it, quote unquote. Uh, maybe. Yeah. You watch maybe. those nature shows and they pick them right out of the ground and taste them, and I think, oh no. Don't yeah, do don't do that. No, we've we like like we've learned too much about like germs and and yes. having like a lot of people around and stuff to to be doing that. You should know better. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, maybe now they wouldn't do that, but. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I, I bet you like in those nation shows, it's just like, oh, we found one over here. Can you just like dust it off a second? Just like give it like just pour a little bit of water on it before I go because I want to taste it on camera. OK, OK, do that and go like, oh, my God, look what we found over here. Oh, you know, <laughs> it's all the prep work you, know? you have to put it back in the ground, just tape it onto the tree until they're ready. <laughs> can you can you see the tape can we can we can we dusty it a little bit yes i'd be there for that that sounds like fun yeah put on my own nature show like the worst nature show possible be like oh my god i've never seen one of these before and it's like a stuffed platypus a platypus when it bites you has a poisonous bite they're like what and they lay eggs but they're considered mammals crazy do you have a stuffed platypus 
I do not actually. I don't. I, I, don't know. I like how you're looking around. <laughs> do I? I know this. This is me. No one trying to, to remember. <laughs> but that was me trying to remember all of the weird things I know about platypuses. Like yes. originally, when it was reported to people that these things existed, it was like in the uh, early 1800s or something. Like some, there was like a mm-hmm. drawing of it in like a book. People were just like, "Oh, this is a hoax. Those things don't really exist. It right. makes no sense because it has like a beaver tail and a duck beak, yeah, lays eggs, mammal, but has a poisonous bite." You're just like, "What? Who are um, you?" Yeah. yeah, what is this? And then no, no, it's not. It's not the Fiji mermaid. Platypuses are real. Were they from the Galapagos? Was that part of that discovery? I actually no. I no. The uh, platypuses are not from the Galapagos, if I remember correctly. And also, who named the platypus? The platypus. No idea. Big name. Talking about naming things, fancy words. So they're from the 1800s. They were they were discovered in the 1800s. Okay. And well, they're funny looking. They are funny looking. Maybe that's why they're poisonous. <laughs> well, I feel like they get picked on a lot, so they need to be poisoned. It doesn't say it says who found them. It was 17 Europeans first um encountered them in 1798. Um and it was sent back to Great. Britain by Captain John Hunter. Hmm. But where was it found? Mostly in Australia. Is it yeah. Australia? Yeah, okay. Oh, how cute. They're smaller than I thought. They're very oh. adorable. I've I seen like a picture of a platypus like on somebody's forearm. They're so cute. They're adorable, yes. Uh oh, yeah, this that, that is Australia. It's on the um the east coast of Australia kind of thing. Hmm. But yeah, I watched one of those videos on, it was like on like Instagram or something. And yeah, somebody playing with like a baby one and it's just, oh my God. They remind me of like baby otters almost, you know, just as mm-hmm. adorable and fuzzy. And they're like, they're so excited. They're great. <laughs> I like them. They're a lot of fun. They also yeah. like freshwater areas. There you go. Who doesn't? And I believe platypuses are now very popular because of Perry the platypus from Phineas and Ferb. Right. Connections. Hmm. Done. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. I know. You're ready for your show. (laughs) I could do a nature documentary. I could make up stuff. It'll be fun. I would watch it. I would watch it. My mushroom cat sound. see but instead of showing so but instead of showing like proper parts you know like where it makes it look like i am outside whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna cut it together so it's all of the parts of us setting up the shots yes (laughs) it's just that like can we set up over here we just need to see this over that's great yeah thank you and cut next scene you know we're setting up this other shot on this side it'll be fine um, how did we get on platypuses from Steven Seagal's bad movie? I don't, I don't even know. Uh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Okay. That's oh my god! Factor of all things. Steven Seagal was on an episode of Roseanne as Steven Seagal. Just letting you know. Oh. In 1996. I have no idea. I wonder if he's on cameo. I was looking at cameo the other day. Maybe he <laughs> sent us a message. <laughs> 
Oh my god. I bet you he'd he'd probably be one of those people who's just like, it's $800 for me to say hi. Yeah. Nuts. Then you get to hear what he actually sounds like. (laughs) Or do you think he would make another acting choice? Oh, here he is. Let's see. I wonder if you can request an accent. Ooh, imagine. It was like, hey, hey, can you be um, from Botswana? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh, where'd he go? I think maybe his page got deleted. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, yeah nobody wants any of that Mm-mm. oh no so steven seagal isn't using cameo yet oh uh, okay Come on, Steven. Uh, well he could have got some monies out of us and yeah. say hello thank you I very much 40 bucks yeah why not be like <laughs> you know be like hi i'm steven seagal i kick butt but you guys kick butt on your podcast yay like done oh, i wanted to record like a really mundane message for me <laughs> Be like, hello, you've reached Shayna. Please leave a message. Like, what? <laughs> Please leave a message at the beep. Beep. <laughs> that would, that would legitimately so be used. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, that doesn't sound like Shayna. That sounds like Steven Seagal. What? Yeah. That would be worth 40 bucks to me. I think so. That would be crazy. Although I don't even think now with cell phones that you do record your own message. Uh, you can, but you don't have to. Do you? Yeah, and it's just like the automated voice. No, I think set it up. Mine, mine has literally been set up the same way for the last like fifteen years. Because every time I get a new phone, it's the same number getting transferred. I don't have to reset up the thing. Oh, that's true. So maybe it is me. I don't know. I never call myself. Well, see, and that's the thing. You never (laughs) think about it until you got to do it. And then you're just like, why would I ever think about this? I don't remember have to when do people it. used to have answering machines and you had to like plan out what you were gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> you had to record it. <laughs> Especially when it was like two people, like, hi, you've reached Steve. Yeah. Hi, you've reached Marla. And we're not here. You're like, yeah, what? you always had to do like 10 takes because you would talk over each other. Or, yeah. You know, or there'd be a sound in the background. Yeah. yeah. Or like, oh, I don't like this word. Can we can we change it to this instead? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Oh, those were the days, you know, tapes and such. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. When you actually listen to your messages. <laughs> I know. Every time, like, if I ever get a message, I'm just like, the fuck is, what? If no. I recognize the number that called, I will just call them back. If I don't, it just gets deleted. No, I'm like, anyone who needs to speak to me will just call back. That it's is also. number. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Very Never much so. a real message other than, like. Just confirming your appointment. Okay. I think my last 800 <laughs> messages is my mom going, yeah, call me back. I'm like, what? Okay. Oh, yeah. Mine's just pocket dials from various family members. <laughs> you just hear, like, rustling. You're like, oops, what? Oh, yeah. Off. Just hear like, their oh. coffee order or whatever they're watching on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, um. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Steven Seagal was born in 1952. So he's he's 70. No, he's 69. Yeah. Right? Do I am I doing math right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, he'll be 70 next year. Yes. Yes, he will. On April 10th. I'm going to that party. But isn't he he's like wait, he's like younger than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Is he? No, Schwarzenegger can't be 70. Let's see. 
This is when you start to feel really old. Arnold Schwarzenegger was born in 1947. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He is in his 70s. Wow. He's been around for a while, man. What was yeah. his first? His first movie was Hercules in New York in 1970. Hmm. That's that's 50 years ago. 50. Wow. But now he's retired pretty much, right? Yeah, he's over it. He he did his movies. He got to be governor. Just he's after better. being the governor, he went back to being the Terminator. He's fine. Yeah, no. Now he can just live the grandpa life. Yeah. Like, but why, why wouldn't you want to at this point? You make, he's made enough money that he, his money is making money. Yeah. You're good. You're set. I don't understand these people who make all this money. I mean, good for him. I guess he liked the work. Mm-hmm. But I would be out. I would retire at 50 if I could. Yeah, just be like, I'm I'm done. Yeah. Just, just get over it. Yeah. Um try. actually, hold on. It says he is wait, is Kung Fury is an animated movie, right? Or is no, that's a live action thing. So he is coming to do that, apparently. I don't know what no. that is. Um it's in post-production and it's coming out next year. Um, he oh. was the voice of Arnold Armstrong, a.k.a. Captain Courage in the TV show Superhero Kindergarten. Okay. <laughs> That's very cute. <laughs> um, and... Well, he's not a great voice, though. No. Well, I guess last year he was in... Oh, he was in, like, Terminator Dark Fate the other day. Right. So, yeah, his his work's been very sporadic since, like, the mid-2000s. That's fair. But he's apparently coming back for Legend of Conan and Outrider. Hmm. Well, it's sorry, it says rumored for Outrider. Right. But that could be, like, a one-day-on-set kind of thing. Yeah, like, he walks over. Because it's also a TV series, but it depends. I guess if it's on, like, uh-huh. it's, like, Apple or or something, then... Maybe right. I don't know, but it just says rumored, so not too sure what's going on there. Yep. Starting that rumor, yeah, it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> I like when the internet say it's a rumor. <laughs> you wrote it. You should know. <laughs> you should know exactly. <laughs> Basically, just saying this is a lie. If you're like, hey, we're lying to you. Or he's yeah. gonna be in this show. Like, Anything could be a rumor. Yeah. Like you know, purple people eaters are real. Like, yeah. all right. I, it's, it's a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. Uh, I have no segue, as I said, between these two movies because they have nothing in common. Uh, I guess we could talk, talk about knocked up. Yeah. Um, I as I, I was saying before we got on, I watched this this morning slash yeah. afternoon. Um, which delayed us recording this by 45 minutes because I forgot how long this movie was. Terrible. Also, while watching it, I forgot how good this movie was. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. It's a great movie. I mean, I guess it should, like, it's the, it's only the second Judd Apatow movie, like, in his movie. What was the first one? 40 Year Old Virgin came before. Oh, that was one. before. Yeah. So, like, but also it's, like, such a huge turn, like, 
the two different movies where you're just yeah. like it's a bunch of weird single guys making dick jokes well no there's there's a bunch of single guys making dick jokes in this never yeah. mind it's it's the same <laughs> but this movie has more heart i think yeah it's definitely sweeter it's it's more family oriented whether yeah. it's like your chosen family quote unquote your friends or your yeah. your family family like married kids sisters whatever um, and there's like a real like focus to it. I think I think this is the movie where his movies get sweeter and nicer. Mm-hmm. And even though sometimes they're difficult, they're they're more um, grounded, I guess. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Well, apparently, I was reading this was actually loosely based on on him and his wife. Yes, this mm-hmm. one, uh, this one, and this is forty. Is right like based on his life mm-hmm. um and but that i think that's one of the reasons why a lot of his movies work is that he takes like he's like no nah, this thing happened to me and i'm gonna write about it yeah. i'll put di- i'll put different names and faces on it but here's yeah. a thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he's very good at it like he he really does make these like they're such crass comedies too like just some of the humor is just so disgusting like yes i was so mad at myself that i was laughing at some of these jokes it's just like i should be offended by all of this but i'm just like oh my god oh but you know it's good-hearted and i also think it's like it's impressive that a lot of it is improvised yes yeah (laughs) you know that they're able to kind of capture it in a way that actually makes sense in the larger context of the movie Mm mm-hmm yeah, and it doesn't feel like they're just like shoving a joke in there just for yeah. the hell of it. It's like, like no, this, these are what these people would do. Yeah, yeah. that's that's how it should be. Yeah. Um, the whole thing with the bet they have with that one guy to like grow out all his hair for like a year, <laughs> and all of like all of the things they call him every time it just gets worse and worse. And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And apparently that wasn't in the original script at all. That yeah. came out of an improvisation, and then he actually had to. I don't know if he actually grew the beard or they stuck it on him, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's pretty, like, I love the scene at the end where they're in like the hospital and the baby's yeah. being born, and you just you finally see him because it's been like eight months or whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, he really does look like the Unabomber or like Christ Reward yeah. or whatever they call him. And it's just, it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> um, and the other thing in this movie is just like, everybody's in this movie everybody who is just generally funny is in this movie yeah Yeah. i think that's the other trick to his movies i mean he must be a nice guy in person because he gets Mm. like the best people yeah well i mean at the time when um like except for like paul rudd like katherine heigl had her fame from Grey's anatomy Mm -hmm. um and maybe like harold ramis alan tudyk um maybe Kristen Wiig wasn't a big thing like everybody in right. there at that time were not huge stars yeah they were just most of the cast is people he worked with on Freaks and Geeks and he's like yeah. here you go and it seems like he just found some other funny people in there but he picked the right funny people yeah. and they just make it work and everybody in this movie now are stars yeah. including yeah. Including his daughter, who plays the daughter, Maude. Yeah, yeah. she's a good actor. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she was phenomenal in um, uh, uh, what's the TV show with Zendaya that's all depressing about drug use and stuff? Um, yeah, Euphoria. I was gonna say Utopia. Yes, Euphoria. No. <laughs> Utopia is a very different show. <laughs> yes, 
Um, yeah, and everybody, like, I just found everybody in this movie just seemed to have, like, a really good chemistry. Mm-hmm. They worked really well together. Um, and actually, I think, like, three episodes ago or four episodes ago, I was trying to think of a movie that has a scene in a hotel room with the chairs. It's mm-hmm. this movie, apparently. Right. <laughs> just, like, I saw the, I was just like, it's this movie! And I don't remember who I was talking to or what I was talking about, why this came up. But I was like, hey, is there a movie where some guy's complaining about how many different chairs are in the room? And I was like, I just, it didn't go anywhere because I couldn't remember what the movie was. And there it is. Found it. There it is. I did not expect that at all. You have to go back and re-edit that episode. I know. I'll be like, it's knocked up. Just yeah. throw that in there. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think this is a great story. Yeah, although you wonder, I mean, I guess it's based on his life, so in theory, they, they're together in the end, but you sort of wonder mm-hmm. if they're really going to make it as a couple. <laughs> yeah, like, part of it for me is, like, so their relationship is during her pregnancy, and her hormones are crazy, right? And right. some of the, the emotions she has, like, yeah, he's kind of an ass, but also yeah. he's trying and he's funny. So, you're like, you, you can give him props for that. Like, he's he legitimately wants to be there, yeah. but he doesn't want to give up his life. And I, I understand that part of it, right? But also, she's like, you got to grow up and be an adult because you're going to be taking care of me. You're going to be taking care of a kid. Yeah. Got to figure out a way to make money. Just read the books and, and all that kind of stuff. But the way she handles it, I'm just like, God, you're such a bitch sometimes. Like, holy shit, you know? And so, well, you yeah. Kind of- and is that the pregnancy or is that just who she is? Well, and this is the, the problem because if after the pregnancy she's the same way, they're going to break up every six months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a very nice romantic comedy in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk away thinking, oh, that's so nice. Every one night stand turns into a beautiful relationship. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. My, my, the reason why I'm single is I've been living my life wrong. I don't want one night stands. So, apparently, yeah. yeah. It just got to. Yeah, I just have to have an irresponsible stoner dude do something mm-hmm. wrong and take him home. And that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. My life would be so perfect by now. if I did this years ago. See, now we know. Now we know the secret. To love. Now we know the secret. Yes. But what blows my mind about this, too, is that in the movie, they actually comment on this. They're like, he's 23 in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he looks like he's 40 already, <laughs> which makes me mad because they also make a comment in the movie about how the men keep getting better looking as they get older and the women get quote-unquote uglier right about it but it's true because seth rogan now looks better than he did it is true yeah and then and then of course there's paul rudd who just looks beautiful all the time he's always looked good now he's it's just it's just fucking ridiculous that man's face but whatever yeah he's a character too Exactly. But like like Seth Rogen, even Jason Siegel looks yeah. better now than he did back then. Or maybe I think so. I don't know. It's maybe five percent worse. <laughs> I think I actually he's really good looking, but I don't know that he's getting better. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I, you know, uh, in like how I met your mother, he was kind of at his peak. Mm-hmm. And now no, it's just, no. you could see the decline a little bit. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I actually think the key is in this movie as well. They just look, they just look dirty. 
Like they yeah. just all look dirty. And I think the pictures I'm seeing here, I'm like, they look clean. Like they took a shower, right. and combed their hair. That that's automatically right. makes you look better. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's part of the charm of the movie too, is that you feel like they're real people, right? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of I've, just feel like they're your buddies. Yeah. I've met people like them, like they're yeah. just stoners. They're they they fall into money randomly, but not lots yeah. of money that they could just like not do anything. Like they should still get a job, but don't, right. you know, like <laughs> these people exist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. But they live a great fun life. I mean, they're going to theme parks in the middle of the day. They're having weird Olympics in their backyard. They're going partying on the weekend. Like, what? what? Of None of them do anything. That, that is also a lesson from the movie. <laughs> Get rich very young, doing something really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what all of them did in real life, too. Oh well, God. yeah. Yeah. They've made such, like, they've made such fun, good movies. And you're just like, you know what? You deserve this stuff. That's fine. It just let it happen. And the beauty of that movie too is you feel like it's so kind of off the cuff. Like they're just like anybody could do that, but really, that is not a movie that anybody could make at all. It's true, <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people like doing jokes like that or or whatever. It could come yeah. across like it could either come across mean, like not yes. just crass, but like mean. Yeah. Or like or punching down, or they could just come across as like complete assholes for being yeah. like making those jokes. Whereas like they make these horrible jokes and still come across like lovable and they're nice. And you're just like, yeah. they're definitely just joking. It's it's great. It's fun. Yeah. It's a friendship. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I accept all of this. This is just fine. Like even the parts where they get mad at each other and stuff, and you're just like, they'll still be friends. It's yeah, like, you know they're okay. gonna be okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> Like this is just so weird. Like, how are you? That's also boys fight. Boys fight. They do. Yeah, they just cuss at each other like three times and be like, "I'm so sorry." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, pat on the back, right? Then they're good. Yeah. Whereas women like tear each other apart. Oh yeah. They cry for a month and a half. Don't talk to each other for a year, and then one day be like, "Oh, it's nice to see you again. It's nice to see you too." I'm really sorry that you know I ate your fries one time. Like. I think we're over it now. Yes. Oh my God. I've missed you so much. Like it's a whole thing. <laughs> mess with the girl's fries. I know. Seriously. I will murder people. Okay. God. Fries are delicious. Um, yeah. Like earlier this year too, um, I listened to Seth Rogen's audiobook, um, yearbook that he. Oh, read. I haven't listened. I'm adding it to my list. Uh, he reads it. Um, okay. So I really, I with audiobooks, I really enjoy. Um, Although, is he old enough to make an autobiography? I'm just going to say. I mean, that makes me feel really old because I feel like he's around our age. He, I think he is actually like yeah. our age. Um, oh, he's two years younger than me. Oh, even better. Yes. 1982 it's fine um I think it's more like his his thing is 90 percent not his Hollywood career it's all about his like childhood and how he ended up in comedy and it's just like him retelling like fond memories or sometimes not so fond memories of 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 his his rise to being himself kind of thing oh okay um and then you know at the end he does come into like hollywood and does talk about meeting some celebrities and stuff but that's not really it's not the focus of the book it's not it's not really 
I find the book isn't really about like, hey, look at all the cool people I met and all the scandals. It's more about like, you know, here's some fun stories about stuff that I did because I'm a normal guy and people ask me questions like how I ended up here. and You know, here's some stuff. So it's like it's a really I found it a really sweet book. And I actually thought listening to him read it would just he's his voice sometimes is kind of can be a little bit mm-hmm. rating, you know, can mm-hmm. be a lot, especially when he, he laughs, he's like, the, <laughs> or whatever it is, it's just like, what is, what is that? Stop doing that. Um, so, but he doesn't, he doesn't laugh that much while he's reading it. Right. <laughs> which also helps, uh, which sounds really mean, but um, <laughs> because his laugh is part of his humor, like him laughing at himself when he thinks yeah. something's funny is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, in the book, like, it's just, it's really good to like listen to him clearly have like emotions about things as he's going through it, but still trying to like keep on track with it and, and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll definitely have to read it. Yeah. I feel like he's one of those guys that he's done a, like, a little bit more dramatic stuff, but mm-hmm. probably in a few years, I can see him doing more, more drama. I yeah. feel like he well, cause he more. did, he did, uh, jobs, like he played Wozniak in jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there was like, I guess in 50-50, he was kind of the comic relief, but there was like serious yeah. moments in there. Um, yeah, his his like most famous stuff and his best stuff are definitely like hilarious things. Yeah. Um, I don't know why people hate it so much, but Sausage Party was a great movie. I, I love Sausage Party. I love Sausage Party. <laughs> it was so good. And again, it's one of those movies that, like, coming from anybody else probably would have been so offensive. Yes. But somehow it was just so charming and funny that you kind of care. It, it was, right? Because yeah. I remember I finally, it was like, I was like two years after the movie came out, I finally sat down and watched it. I was like, fine, I'll look at this. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I sat and watched it. I was just like, okay, first of all, my stomach hurts because I've been mm-hmm. laughing so hard. <laughs> And I'm just like, why do I love this movie so much? It's so ridiculous. I watched Sausage Party in theaters when I came. I think it was like opening weekend. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't realize that I was such a fan, but apparently. You're a huge and fan. Yes. Honestly, have not laughed that hard in a movie in like a long time. And I think because it was the opening and people didn't know yet exactly what the movie was, there were some kids in the theater. Oh no. Oh yes. That, that was, was not scary. for children. Yeah. <laughs> Because even the, the old kids being ushered out very quickly. Very... Yeah, they would have been. I mean, yeah. even in like the opening <laughs> scenes, they talk about like the buns and the sausage getting stuffed oh, in the yeah. buns and stuff. You're just like, yeah, I think I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. Sometimes people think, oh, it's animated. It must be kids. No. No. But, read reviews, people. Yeah. But this is, yeah. I, I find this is a phenomenon that I still don't understand where parents bitch are like, no, I put an animated show in front of my kids. Mm-hmm. Why did I come back and they were cussing? I'm like, you put your kids in front of Bojack Horseman. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I find animation is, has become legitimized as like just a, form of like film and television and anything could be animated you still have to look at like well what is the show about who's in it what kind of content is it like look at the rating they make it really easy for people yeah you know like if you sit your kid in front of something that's animated and it's just like uh m triple x you're just like that's your fault at this point yeah 
And I love like, you know, like those groups were just like, get this show off the air. You know, my children saw it. I'm like, but why is your why did you let your child watch this show? That's not yeah, that's no, not the, that's the not animator's okay. fault. That's your not fault. Okay. What are you doing? Not OK. Well, apparently, I don't know. Did you see? Did you watch Squid Game? I did not watch Squid Game. OK, I won't spoil yeah. it, but it's yeah. definitely not for children. OK. And apparently it's like a huge thing that kids are now playing out like in schoolyards. And what the, who these parents are who are letting their 10-year-old children watch the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like as a 40-year-old, I'm not quite emotionally mature enough to watch the series. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see when you watch it. It's very yeah. intense. I loved it, but it's yeah. a lot. Like, and again, just because it has games in the name, mm-hmm. it's not for children. No, it's and it's, it's really not. Like, even, like, for me, even when the whole thing came out like squid games you should watch it i saw like mm-hmm. one ad for it i was just like oh that looks brutal like mm-hmm. automatically i was very yeah. clear that that is not a children's show right yeah. Yeah. um but i find it weird that like a lot of kids programming makes a lot of like references to things they should never watch and like mm-hmm. i don't know if it's just because they're making references to things for the parents Right. Like thing. But also I would think making all of those blatant references to stuff kids shouldn't be watching. The kids are gonna be like, Can I watch that thing? And you have to yeah. be like, No, you can't watch that thing, you know. Yeah. Um, like, so here's a silly anecdote. Uh when I get ready for work in the morning, I watch cartoons. They're on TV. Fun. I will watch them. Good. Um, and one of the cartoons that comes out in the morning is uh Teen Titans Go. Yes. And the other day there was an episode. Um, and they're going all over the world trying to find some dude who was stealing like fancy recipes. And they ended up in Croatia, which is where they play game. They make Game of Thrones. Right. right. And the whole episode was Game of Thrones themed. Right. Talking about Game of Thrones. All the characters were like, I'm going to be the king of the north. And Cyborg was Hodor. But he said Cyborg all the time and stuff like that. And you're just like, <laughs> what child is getting these references? Isn't this isn't this? Oh, apparently Game of Thrones is also being watched by children like 10 I mean, maybe not like little little kids, but like nine and up. That's psychotic. Right? Even even as an adult, I would watch episodes and be like, I should be watching this. Wait till you watch Squid Game. <laughs> oh my god. Because um, like Squid Game is it's about like the violence, right? It's the violence, but it's also, and I don't know the like I'm certainly not an expert on the history of of South Korea, North Korea, mm-hmm. but there's a whole kind of political undertone to it. You know, yeah. conversations yeah. about like economic classes and all that stuff that I think as a kid would be like way just beyond your scope. And if you're yeah. just looking at it as like a violent kind of live action version of a video game, you're way missing the point. Point. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like those kids that are watching it are probably just like it's like a video game it's yeah got, it's got bright colors and you get people get shot in the face like it's, or at least watch it with your kids so you can kind of explain what they're trying to say through the mm-hmm. violence because it's not it's not just violence for violence sake yeah it's pretty intense violence but <laughs> yeah i mean i just haven't gotten on the squid games bandwagon yet because i had a like it's on my list to watch yeah but also people keep telling me to watch it and that makes me not want to watch it. I know. You have, to, you have to watch it before it becomes a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's but also it's like 
it's like when people tell you to watch it because of how good it is and stuff, then your mm-hmm. hype level goes too high. And no matter when you watch it or how good it is, it's never going to be as good as you expect it to be based on how many people tell yeah. you how good it is. So it just kind of ruins the the thing. So I got to wait for the hype to die down, give it like a year or two, and then I'll go. I was like, I finally watched it. It's amazing. And people were like, I told you. Like, yeah, you have to forget one. about it for a while. And then, yeah, yeah. You know, like I watched Sopranos like last year. I was like, this show's good. <laughs> you need time to kind of let the dust settle if everybody tell you how good it is. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I actually haven't watched Sopranos yet either. Yeah, it's a good show. I- <laughs> See now I gotta wait another year to forget about it. God, you ruined it. Fine. <laughs> You're like it's okay. <laughs> I don't know. They're like, but like, I'm not denying the show might be good, but like the content of the show that I know of it has like I have no interest in any of it, and it's not on any of my list to watch and stuff. And I'm like, eh. I know, I know, but you have to just remember the subtext of it. Yeah, I suppose I you're watching it for the face value. I think that's where people are getting stuck with like, oh, it's so brutal. And do I really mm. need to be watching this? Yeah. There's more to it than that. Wait, are you talking about Sopranos or Squid Games? Squid Games. Oh, no, I'll get around to Squid Games. Sopranos yeah, is what I'm talking Sopranos. about. Sopranos. Yeah. yeah, no, Sopranos is good. Sopranos is more kind of just character drama. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I find it kind of boring. But I don't you know. might want to become a mobster. Never know. It might happen. Also a good career goal. <laughs> well, you get fancy houses. You get, you yeah. know, good families and stuff. Yeah. You can also kind of retire early in a way. Yeah. In, in a way. Yes. In a way. Be part of a, get a construction <laughs> crew going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to do stuff. But... Get your hands a little dirty, but you know, there's water, there's soap. You can wash them. Call in Steven. You're fine. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> So, so so sorry, we're we're getting this started, right? Since we have a plan, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a mob start? I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Two people just chatting. Hey, you want to murder some people and get some money for it? Like, sure. I feel like that's a gang versus mob. <laughs> I feel like mob, there has to be some family history there. Uh, yeah, okay. You gotta the distinction of a gang. Yeah. Yes, that actually no, I think that might be right. Yeah. Remember, well, we could start a friend mob. We could. Yeah. yeah. We'll we are we are each other's chosen family. Yeah. Yes. You know. We'll call it, it a gob. <laughs> a dob. A gob. Oh, a gob. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, we'll we'll yeah. make we'll make the term gob Pop. infamous. Platypus gob. I like it. <laughs> Sounds really intimidating. <laughs> people be like, people will not take us seriously, and that is, and that is why we will take over. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then in like in like Never thirty years, time. thirty years to be like, oh, the the dark history of the platypus gob. Yes. Uh, what? Yeah. Made for TV movie, then like a real movie, you know? Angela Bassett, who doesn't age, she's gonna play me. <laughs> it'll be great. It'll be great. Paul Rudd's gonna play me. It's gonna be <laughs> He can do anything. He okay? can do anything. Yes. <laughs> He'll still um, look the same. Be yeah. Great. He'd be like, I, this is just me in a wig. Is this okay? I'm like, yes, you're doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Perfect. I love it. I don't even care. You don't wear the Yes. You know, Fine. as Angela Bassett just eats up the scenery I'll around shave my head. It's fine. <laughs> you got to get that, like, that short, you know, got to look at the like, little hair flip thing going on. Yeah. He does yeah. have good hair. Yeah. He really does. Maybe that's yeah. the key. Just have good hair. You just look amazing forever. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. Mm-mm. 
<laughs> um, what were we talking about? Oh, knocked up. Yes. Oh, right. Not the mop. No. Not the mop. <laughs> Sorry, the not the platypus gub. We're on it. Platypus gub. Yes. Um, a lot of my notes are actually just from the beginning of the movie because then mm-hmm. I just got distracted by how laughing and how good stuff was. Um, and a lot of my notes are just like complaining about like it's the it's the usual like you know hot girl and like slob fat guy mm-hmm. it's like why is this a trope in real life hot people go out with hot people and yes slobby people go out with slobby people you get your shit together um and well i guess i guess in apatow's case his wife is better looking than him so yeah. i know i thought that too like kind of how mean is it you know for yeah. seth that he's cast as this guy that like nobody would want to sleep with she kind of gets stuck with like oh this sounds like a great part for you yeah it's for you like how awful but then when you realize it's kind of based on him and his life like okay you're like that makes that makes sense yeah 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 but i think i think that's the the difference between being like the guy nobody wants to sleep with compared to the guy that like at first he's kind of gross but then you talk to him you're just like i get it you know right because I guess because he's got such a, like a nice personality, he's like mm-hmm. a nice guy. You're just like I could see how you could win people over. But yeah, but that first night at party at the club, I'd have been like, ew, no. But it's also that whole theory of of like beer goggles that, that I is never true. Quite, quite bought into. Yeah, I definitely still no? pick up on the like. I know I'm not doing that. Yeah, but. you still know if somebody's like totally not for you, even mm-hmm. if you're a little tipsy, like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, because when they meet, she's not drunk at all, so she yeah. sees him. She knows what that is, and then they get drunk together. And I'm just yeah. like, no, she should have been wasted like that when they met, exactly. and then it would have made a lot more sense, you know. And I'm not saying that slobby people don't deserve love, sure, but I just think it's just a, a like a Hollywood trope, even like on like sitcoms and movies, you know, all that kind of and in hallmark films and whatever you're just like what why is this a trope like i don't i don't understand this it's also it's okay when it's the guy right but there's never you never see the reverse of that oh no you never see like a guy and plain looking girl and they hook Mm. up that doesn't happen (laughs) oh no we do see that but the plain girl is actually a hot girl but her hair's in a ponytail well yes yeah the glasses she's wearing baggy sweatshirt or something yeah like it's like she's all that where they're just like oh we put you in clothes that fit and then we took right. your hair out of a ponytail and you're hot now you're just oh, like you're a that model. doesn't count that's shocking no that's not what i'm talking like an actual <laughs> normal girl yeah you know what i mean yeah like just put somebody like you there are slovenly women out there yes. who are also lovable and mm-hmm. kind and caring and they just need a chance and the hot guy with the muscles should come over and be like, hey, let me pick you up. Like, why not? Yeah. It would never happen. It never happens. Because they haven't seen a movie about it. Exactly. Well, because even like, um, uh, what's that Rebel Wilson movie where she's like stuck in a yeah. romantic comedy or whatever? Yeah. Like, it turns out the hot guy's attracted to her because it's all in her dreams. And at the end, she wakes up and he's right. still an asshole. Right. And right. it's just like, Oh, so we're not we're not gonna go that way where like the big girl gets like the yeah. hot guy. Okay, so we're just gonna we're gonna leave it. Or like even in um uh I feel pretty where she gets knocked on and she's like yeah. she sees herself as beautiful and everybody's just like 
you're stuck up because you think you're hot. You're like, what's wrong with somebody having confidence in themselves and them in your eyes not being physically perfect? Like, yeah. what's the big yeah. deal? You know? So it's stuff like that where like women are constantly being showed you have to be perfect to get anything, but a yeah. guy could be whatever he wants and he will get the, the like the hottest chick because he's got confidence. Like, no. Exactly. And he's kind of the more likable character too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that might just be who they are in real life. I don't know. But but yeah, no, it kind of like that trope kind of bothered me. But knowing that this was based on Apato and exactly. it, like his wife, what's his wife's name? Man something? Leslie um, Man. Leslie Man. Yeah. Um, you see, you see them in them and you're like, yes. okay, I will allow this. Yeah. Um, but it was just like a random off the top of my head. Like, what if a fat guy got with a hot chick? Like, what? You know? Yeah. Totally different. Totally different. Mm-hmm. I feel like their baby would be really cute. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the sequel. Well, I the guess sequel. this is 40 was so sort of supposed to be. But not really with those characters, right? Yeah, no, they're completely different characters. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, Leslie Mann is in all of his movies. She always plays the right. wife or the like the older sister or whatever. Um, I think she's she's very good at it. And she's like, I think her high pitched squealy voice kind of like you're just yeah, like, oh, like, OK, yeah. She's a really good character. She is. She really is. Um, and I think uh, making it a family affair to have his kids in it too. So while he's mm-hmm. working, he gets to spend a to- bunch of time with mm-hmm. his family. Um, and then just, you know, writing about his life just makes things quote unquote easier, I think, you know, so it's easier to pick out like what emotions you're looking for, what ideas you're going for, what you're trying to show yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah oh, it would be fun to see him do something like completely different like a sci-fi <laughs> like, oh my god i don't know what that would look like but i i think it would just be all of them making dick jokes in space to be honest i think so <laughs> i think it would be the exact same banter just in, yeah. in wearing like ears like <laughs> yeah and to be honest i would watch the crap out of that I'm yeah like, i am I down would. for this yeah <laughs> you're like i'm all about this um well, I mean, he did do I Love You, Man. Um, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Those were kind of different. They're still kind of rooted in that marriages, like, relationship. Yeah. That's, wait, did he did he actually do those? Or was he just like a writer or something? Or I just assume that, that when that cast is in a movie, it's his movie. <laughs> I know, right? You know? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you belong there. That's fine. Yeah. Um, oh, he produced The Big Sick. I love that movie. That movie was great. Mm, okay. It's very sweet and very nice. Uh, Anchorman. Wonderlust. Oh, those are producers. Sorry, I'm looking for director. I was going to say I, Anchorman is not so realistic. So. No, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only movie of his I haven't seen, actually, is The King of Staten Island. I tried to watch that. I can't, I hate that guy. I can't watch it during lockdown, and it didn't. Maybe I just wasn't in the mood, but mm-hmm. well, I don't know. It was not. What's, what's that guy's I name again? Missing his regular cast, to be honest. Oh, really? It was just a little too dry. 
Yeah, it didn't that again, it's that whole thing of like you think anybody can pull off that banter, but mm. it's not always the case. Yeah. Well, Max I think wasn't as likable. Well, yeah, I think um uh uh Pete Davidson, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. I like I find him gross and smug. Mr. Kardashian. Ugh, whatever. We're not, we're not we are not going that way. I can't I can't go there. <laughs> when does this episode come out? Because he probably they probably will have broken up. Right then. Yeah. No, it's coming out on Monday, so in two days. So oh, yeah, I could see them breaking maybe. up by then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's the only one of his um Judd episodes I haven't seen. Um, because I just I cannot put up with that guy's face i can't put up with how he talks yeah he's an interesting he's a character i don't i mean i think his, his sort of his maybe his stand-up is really good I, I find nothing appealing about him i don't find him funny and i don't understand how he's lasted so long on snl maybe he must he's be really nice behind the scenes and again like, i mean there's rumors that there are other nice qualities about him oh okay <laughs> that's not a reason to keep him on snl though <laughs> i don't know i don't know what he's doing there uh, may- maybe maybe the thing is he's a good writer so all the things he's not in maybe he wrote that and then no everybody's way. still funny I no way. i don't see any other reason why he's there i think he's i think he has like this sort of younger female audience that they're trying to get into the show but why he's so ugly because it's one of the bge (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i don't know it's true sometimes weird things attract you he's like dated everyone in hollywood so there's something which also makes no sense yeah drives me crazy absolutely crazy um i did like train wreck um, even though most, yeah, of, most of the usual people weren't there, but you know, Amy Schumer is fun, so I was fine with that. Yeah. Um, I watched the TV show Crashing. I watched the TV show Love. I haven't seen any of his documentaries. There you go. I haven't seen any of those. Oh, I didn't even know he did documentaries. Yeah, he did. Um, May at Last, a portrait of Avid of the Avid Brothers. So that's a music one, and then oh. the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. Oh, I didn't see that. I did. That was good. Yeah. And he's also very interesting. He's also currently in pre-production for one about George Carlin. Hmm. I would watch that yeah. one for sure. Yeah, the Gary Shandling one was was very interesting. Yeah, it was a really good documentary about him. I would watch that. That makes sense. It's still kind of in his wheelhouse, comedians. Yeah, yeah. Like Gary Shandling was kind of an ass, but like a lovable ass that people were just like, "No, you're kind of a, you're you're a funny genius man, but you're kind of a dick." Yeah, and they sort of like dug into his genius and mm-hmm. it's personal. It's good. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's worth okay. I will yeah. try. I that one I will track down and watch definitely. Yeah. yeah, and I'll definitely watch the George Carlin one. George Carlin. And what was the other one? Um, may it last. A portrait of the Avid Brothers. What are the Avid Brothers? I think they're a. Aren't they a band? An intimate document following the. Uh, acclaimed North Carolina band the Avid Brothers as they create their 2016 hit album True Sadness I have never heard of them before mm-hmm. I guess he's a fan I've never heard of them I guess he's a fan yeah but it's a, it's a music enemy. doc <laughs> he's like I, it's a hit <laughs> album but here's why it should actually suck boom 
you know <laughs> that would be good that i would watch that like for sure documentary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> start a new genre exactly yeah <laughs> hate watch documentaries we're taking everybody yeah, down well although i think that exists now with like tiger king and those and those kind of things yeah. i feel like tiger king is one of those things where they're actually just making fun of people mm-hmm. and they don't know it but also with tiger king 2 it's like you're perpetuating their horrible lifestyle to keep them yeah and they want to keep their fame so they keep doing the horrible things more and you're just like at what point is this just like gross yeah tiger king feels like all the things that a documentary is supposed to not be right that you're supposed to kind of just sit back and let things happen the way they do naturally yeah it feels very much manipulated and and trying to kind of capture the worst of them of them yeah i don't know it's very uh (laughs) It's disturbing. Like when I heard Tiger King 2 was coming out, I was just like, no. I know. That's not a thing I've heard of. Yeah. 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 I haven't, I haven't technically watched any of it, even like the first season, but like I've read a couple of articles and heard about it. And I was just like, I don't want to participate in this in any way. It just seems gross. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't particularly well done as a documentary. They're interesting characters, but it is, it's absolutely just making fun of them. Mm-hmm. regardless of whether they're good people or not it's not really about telling a story it's about like look at these kooky people yeah we're making fun of them yeah still real people you know like yeah yeah still Which, somebody's mother father son daughter yeah and it's still a life they have to go back to right? yeah mm-hmm. oh well you know when when the, you're when you're in a pandemic and you're looking for shocking content, I guess you'll put whatever up. Yes. I, I think it was a good escape for people. Yeah, yeah. People were bored and they'll be like, you know what? I'll do whatever. You're like, haha, yeah. did you see this? And they didn't want the heavy drama. Even though, I mean, they do talk about like murders and things. I didn't think it was as light as people were like, wasn't that funny? I'm like, some people still died. <laughs> are we yeah. just pretending that didn't happen? They're like, yeah, but look at his funny hat. I'm like I just watched Seinfeld. I don't know what you guys are talking about. That's what I did too. Views of what light is, but okay. I watched Seinfeld and Scrubs and half of that '70s show. Like, yeah, yeah. I went back to like sitcoms that literally yeah. legitimately made to make you laugh. You know, exactly. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Um. What else about Knocked Up? I don't know. <sighs> I don't remember who I was referring to when I wrote down he's so gross exclamation mark because there's a lot of people in there that I could be referring to in that movie and yeah, I watched I this <laughs> I watched this right before we started and I've already found yeah uh oh, oh one of my notes was when they went to um the the pharmacy to get like all the pregnancy tests mm-hmm. and they bought like a hundred pregnancy tests I was like how much money are those things are like 30 to 40 dollars each <laughs> How much money are you spending on this before you even go to the doctor? This you is just... always the movie thing, right? Where they they do like a thousand pregnancy tests at yeah. home. And they're like, you're you just spent like four thousand dollars. What are the chances that the they're stick? all first of all that they're all faulty? I'm like, your pee is your pee. It's not gonna change from one stick to another. Yeah. You know? Exactly. <laughs> like, even if you want to be sure, maybe buy two. I can yeah. I can say two, right? Yeah. But like 30 and 40 of them? No, that's it's too, way too much. 
you know, or maybe like you use two and then return the others. Like, you maybe know, they're keeping them for the next pregnancy. <laughs> You're like, and I need to be like- sure again. <laughs> oh my God. Black market, like pregnancy tests. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Not a business. <laughs> it turns out it's just like one of those next like, lockdown. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it turns out the, the, stick you're peeing on is like the dipper from like the dipping dots thing right yes you pee on it, it just kind of melts and like if it melts it's, you're pregnant you're just like <laughs> it smells like strawberry <laughs> <laughs> what have we done <laughs> i thought i was pregnant but now i think i'm dying <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's right um um another note i made was um oh when she when she tells him she's pregnant and he's sitting with his friends and they're just like you fool you gotta the girl has to be on top it's just gravity she can't get pregnant that way and you're just like right. what what <laughs> people can't actually believe this they can't oh, I think actually do i think there's all kinds of myths about like ways you can and can't get pregnant right i think it's crazy Absolutely. Take a shower, pee right after. There's all kinds of crazy things people yeah. say. They're like, D- do you realize those are come out of different places, right? Yes, yes. That's, you know, t- w- weren't we all forced to go to anatomy class and have a sex ed talk? Like, I don't, I have to say, because I went to a private school until grade eight. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that maybe in grade nine we had a sex talk. I don't know that I ever officially learned it in school. Oh. No, I know, I know I did, because uh, I did go to two Catholic schools, uh, both elementary and high school, mm-hmm. but they had a pretty decent, quote unquote, decent sex ed program, both of them. Right. And in like grade five or six, I remember them um, splitting up the boys and girls for like three days or whatever. And boys had boy class, girls have the girl class, and they showed pictures of stuff. And when like, oh, vaginas are giggles and all right. that kind of stuff and then at the end they brought us back together to like you know we have a suggestion box and here's a piece of paper for everybody and be anonymous just write your questions on it you know oh that's so, good yeah so like they went through like the basics essentially right. right and then in high school they did the whole here's a video of someone giving birth this is what will oh, happen oh i definitely don't remember that yeah oh i remember that one that was a random thing in grade nine we did that <laughs> They, really just they, like, they did not do that for us i think yeah, that was maybe too that. far we did <laughs> that oh god yeah um and uh which they showed in this movie too where they showed like the crowning and i was like no it, yeah that, that i was know i think it's meant to be birth control i don't really think it's meant to be <laughs> exactly so like this is what will happen to you don't yeah do it. yeah, yeah. No, it didn't work in our school. That's for sure. Our school had one of the <laughs> highest pregnancy rates. Oh my really? god! No, like we had. Um, so uh, I think I've mentioned this before. We were in a, like a holding school building. Okay. And so in grade ten, a bunch of people they built a new school, and uh, in grade ten, I was left one of the people in a, the area that was like left there. So it was grade ten and grade nine, and in the whole school, including teachers, there's 150 people. Okay for like for that year and then the next year got higher by the time I left it was only up to like 500 people in the whole school it just it was a whole weird thing anyways but I think uh that year and it wasn't even the grade 10s it was the grade nines there were four or five pregnancies 
Wow. Which is crazy high for the amount of kids because there was another school just down the street that had like 4,000 kids. Yeah. And in the whole school, there were something like three pregnancies. Yeah. So, yeah I was going to yeah. say in my high school, I, I know there was definitely one, one girl I knew, mm-hmm. probably a couple others, but like maybe three or four. Yeah. That, that I remember. There, maybe there were more that I wasn't aware of, but. Mm-hmm. But did you go to a, like, it was a big school? Uh, it was a fairly mid-sized high school. Yeah, it definitely wasn't many, as small as mine, right? Yeah, no, it was a public high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even one of our teachers got knocked up. See, that's how crazy it was. So, it's fine. Well, how do you know she got knocked up and she wasn't just... Oh, well, um, magically, on March break, we had break. Two teachers came back. They were married to each other. And suddenly, our gym oh. teacher had a bump. Oh, she, she was already like she like i think it was starting to show so they like went away got married came back they're like yeah i'm three months pregnant you're just like oh oh no. they weren't married before no i no. think okay. so it, it was a big scandal in the school and the whispers and the, oh my god oh yeah. you oh, know teachers become people yeah right <laughs> <laughs> but yes yeah our our school was a bunch of dirty people just let me know it's great <laughs> Get they, it all video over. didn't work it was too enticing definitely didn't work they're like i want that to happen mm-hmm. didn't put the wrong question the right questions in the suggestion box <laughs> exactly. what were the questions they were like like it was just like um it's not a suggestion but it was more just like a what do you want to know and one of the right. questions i clearly remember was somebody's asked like uh what is what is the squishing sound that happens or whatever and every, like the teacher was confused, everybody in the class was confused, and they're like squishing sound. I mean, and then the teacher tried her best. I forget what she said, but I just remember the question. Right. And she like was just like, you know, well, when two bodies come together, right? You know, when it's like when you're clapping, you know, make a sound. <laughs> you know? It was something along those lines. She said, and I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> She was trying to remember. She was thinking, what? (laughs) What? Yeah. It was stuff like that. Like, it was hilarious. But, like, I mean, at the time, it was pure torture for all of us. I think anybody in the sex ed class, you're just like, oh my God. Especially the teacher who's got like 20, you know, a 10 year old staring at her, going, like, I'm going to talk about penises. You're like, right. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it, it, like, I don't know. I, I know I learned that stuff in school, which is, I think, a good thing, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, like, I think such ed programs are, didn't they, like, re, re, like pull back on them last year or something because of protests from teachers or parents? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I, I think in some schools, but then I've heard from other parents that the sex ed now is, like, very detailed like way more than when we were in school oh okay i think that's a yeah, good well, thing. And, and which makes sense but now they talk about sexuality and things like that that we never talked about yeah different kinds of sex and like orgasm and just things that we did not talk about for sure oh oh yeah when we were kids those things didn't exist no it was just yeah. the very basic facts yeah right <laughs> it's like this is your anatomy no. yeah uh when a man and a woman get together they have a kid Yes. Um, there are some people who are a different way. Um, they will not have children. We are not talking about them. Uh, and yeah, I don't even think we talked about that in school. I don't remember no. that. Yeah. There was no like um, spectrum of sexuality. 
you no. know you were no. either you were either straight or a sinner that was legitimate well, i went to catholic school oh, that's what i got interesting yes. yeah no we had you could be straight or gay it just wasn't brought up in the context mm. of sex. there yeah. was no like nothing outside of heterosexual relationships that was discussed exactly yeah, you were gay because yeah. i was a drama kid so certainly some of my friends were gay and they was just not talked about mm-hmm. you just figure it out on your own yeah but that's that's the war that's why so many people Which got sick and yeah. you know, things happen to them because you go out blind yeah. and what are you supposed to do right yeah. yeah so i am very happy they're talking all of the things yeah and making people feel not just feel reassuring people that they're normal whatever no i think it's great yeah. i think it's, it's great be. and it should come from school not from and then, you know, follow up, hopefully, if you have supportive parents or family. Yeah. Yeah. Like you need the support at home as well as outside. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's I think that's a good thing. Yeah. We're making strides, I guess. I don't know. Sure. In some places. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Like, I, I think I was reading uh, there was an like article in like, um, uh, what is like the the star or something uh last week that it, it just popped up you know i get like news mm-hmm. notifications and stuff and they were talking about um how they're starting to worry about the next generation uh because uh like not fertility rates uh like birth rates are right. reducing so much even though right. people are insisting that kids are having so many kids are having kids you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where i'm just like it was like no we're we're educated we yes we have been told be educated get a good job then get married then have kids so now that we follow that you're like you're not having kids until you're like 30 compared to before where either you got accidentally locked up or you were married off at 18 yeah you're having kids super early so we're doing the right you told us what you want us to do (laughs) doing it and now you're just like now there's no babies Yes, that's what happens. Where are all the children? <laughs> and they're, they're like, and all those like right wing people are just like, oh, we're blaming it on like, you know, media is turning everybody gay. So nobody's having kids and blah, blah, blah. And you're just right. Like, no, that's literally not no. it. No, no. We, we're doing what you told us to do correctly. I think are just more sensible about having kids for the most yeah. part. Yeah. Well, also having kids, not just like, like emotionally like you want to find a good partner you want to mm-hmm. you know you you want to be pre- mentally prepared yourself for a child yeah. but also the economic side of it it was like kids are expensive especially yeah. now you know you got to get them you know the you go not just going to the doctors with diapers and you got to pay for education you got to it's a i'm going to use a bad word burden but it's a lot. And yeah. you, you have to have a stability to have that. And I think, like you're saying, people are smarter about it. They're waiting till they're stable yeah. before they, they get themselves in that yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, now people do use birth control and other things where, you know, a lot of families used to have like six kids. Now maybe they're having two or three. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. There's they're a lot both. of, there's a lot of smaller families now where yeah. people have, they're like, you know, I'll have one kid. That's all you need. You yeah. know, I've, I've procreated, I've done my thing for the human race. I don't need 12 kids or 19 kids. How are they going to go to college? I don't know. Like, It's a, it's a crazy no, thing. Nobody needs 19 kids. No. Yeah. The Duggars. 
apparently like ooh, that's too money that's that's too much i'm sorry yeah poor woman like even my my parents' generation, like they had like six and I think it's six and seven kids, which yeah. to me also blows my mind. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they stopped after a while. Like, come on, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> it's nuts. No, it's, it's enough. You've you've done your job for the world. Yeah. It's fine. You're good. You don't have to repopulate a country or anything. Just yeah. relax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what else did I put here? Um. Oh. I got very mad at the dinner conversation. I was like, why don't these women know about Back to the Future? That was my comment. <laughs> that got me really mad fair, for some reason. Fair. <laughs> like, I know, I know the whole point was that she's supposed to get mad about him thinking about like running away and stuff or not wanting this to happen. Yes. But all I got stuck, I was like, how the how do you not know what Back to the Future is? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know if she's trying to be like sarcastic or what, but it legitimately seemed they didn't know what Back to the Future was. And I was just like, that is a cultural yeah. phenomenon. And this movie clearly takes place in our world. They talk about our movies, our people, the our famous yeah. people, all that kind of stuff. It takes place in our world. You should know who Back to the, what Back to the Future is. You should know who Doc Brown is. You should know what the DeLorean and the time machine is. That is just Yeah, that's just given. basic knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, I mean, maybe they didn't legitimately, but I think I don't know. I was reading about the movie, and one of the things they said was, you know, it was one of the criticisms was that like the the boy group was way more kind of fun than the girl group, yep. right? Yeah. And maybe that's just like who they cat. Not that they weren't fun, but their knowledge wasn't sort of the like funnier side of things. Mm-hmm. Think of like was neighbors his was it called neighbors bad neighbor. The one with Zach Efron and the yeah uh, yeah it's neighbors it's neighbors yeah was that also Judd Apatow? Uh no, I don't think it was. Because in that movie, Rose Byrne, who plays his wife, so good, I love like, her. Equally funny, and you were finally like, finally, there's a woman who's like as funny on the same level, the jokes, who knows the same pop culture stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and she wasn't like a downer. Like she wasn't like. Like yeah. I find a lot of women in the movies, they like they shut down the fun. Yeah. Where in that movie, she was just like, no, I want part of this. This is going to yeah. be great. You know, like going nuts. Yeah. yeah. And and one thing I liked about it is that they were like they were a couple that made sense. Right. Yeah. Where like like even in this movie, like like Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann's characters, mm-hmm. they're just like, he's fun and want to go and have fun and blah, blah, blah. And she's all like, I'm serious and blah, yeah. blah. And you're just like. I know they say opposites attract, but in real life, that would never work. No. Whereas in, yeah, in Neighbors, you're right. I don't know why I didn't bring that one up before. You're just like, no, I understand why this couple is together. Yeah. They have fun. They don't want to destroy each other's fun. They listen to each other. They do things together. And they're actually friends, right? Like, they're stuck together and they're attracted to each other. Like, they actually enjoy each other's company. (laughs) Yeah. And there was no, like, bitching him around be like oh my wife's at home telling me to like do dishes what the yeah fuck? you know yeah. he was just like oh no we're gonna go have fun this weekend blah 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 and he, he never says anything bad about her yeah they get in a couple of fights but yeah he never says anything bad about her whether in front of her or behind her back yeah. because they're friends and they get along and they're like i'm in this relationship that i like thank yeah. you yeah it's true neighbor see neighbors is much more of a sensible couple that is tr- that is very true yeah 
Yeah, but it was also made a few years later, right? Like I think that whole conversation evolved of like what a movie couple should look like and yeah, how far I, women can can be pushed in movies. Yeah, but I still don't see that as much as no. you would like to. You know, like yeah. there's I think there's like a couple of movies like um what is it, Game Night with uh Rachel mm-hmm. McAdams and and um oh Who's the dude in it? Um, it's uh oh, it's uh it's Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Right? Yes, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, and in that movie, they're a little competitive with games night and stuff, but they're on the same level, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but like even movies like Horrible Bosses, where it's Jason Bateman again and he's married, and right. but his wife's a is annoyed all the time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or even in like um I don't know. What, what else am I thinking of? Uh another comedy. Give me another comedy. Every movie. Uh, <laughs> oh, ha- the hangover. Where mm-hmm. oh yeah. You know, like there's uh there's the one wife who's married to the, the dentist or whatever, and she just bitches at him the whole time. Don't do anything, don't do this, yeah. don't do that. Well, it's like blah blah blah, have fun with your friends, you know. Like, why, like, if you mistrust your partner so much, why did you get married to them? Like, yeah. it just it doesn't make sense. And even, like, the couple that's getting married, yeah, they're separated, but she just nags, every time they talk to each other, she just nags mm-hmm. at him. And he's like, it's, you know, it's my weekend to have fun, but she's, but she's also being burdened with everything left to do with the wedding. And there's, she doesn't seem to be having a bachelorette. She doesn't seem to do hanging out with her friends. Yeah she's just like organizing stuff and it's going to show up and he's allowed to like go do things and have a good time. And you're just like, why is this the, like these couples yeah. don't make sense. They, they like, nobody wants to marry somebody who's going to nag at you for the rest of your life. No. And I think we all know in real life couples who are best friends who actually really do like being together. Right. Like mm-hmm. those are the couples you look up to. It's not the couples where they sort of pick at each other all the time. Constantly. Yeah. Well, because even in this movie, one of the advices she, she's like, Oprah was saying that what you have to do is pick at them mm-hmm. until, you know, until they hate themselves. And then yeah. it forces them to change. And that's when they thank you for it. You're just like, that is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Who wants to be in that relationship? Nobody. No, no. no. Yeah, no. nobody's nobody is changing. <laughs> no, I mean, like, to be honest, when, you know, Paul Rudd has that epiphany in Vegas. I'll be like, I would have told him like, nah, man, you don't need to go back to that. You're stressed out. I can see why you're running away. (laughs) Like, yeah, she might love him and want to spend time with him. But when she spends time with him, she just bitches at him all the time. Yeah. You know, like it's horrible. Like, like there's the the part where he comes and he's like, you want to have sex tonight? Which is also crass in itself. But when she's like, he's like, ugh. Like, that is not how what even if you're feeling like shit don't don't make them feel like they're disgusting like yeah but yeah but i get i guess people probably do that and then they wonder later on just like i don't understand why my marriage fell apart i put so much into it yeah i guess yeah that's sad but yeah yeah i don't know i feel like i'm just ranting right now i'm sorry <laughs> it's not paul rudd's fault that's all i know it's definitely not paul rudd's fault he is thoroughly likable and a joy in this married right in real life 
Uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> then I've lost my chance. He probably is. Nobody's <laughs> going to let that run away. Like, he's got to be married by now. I do like how that, I, I really take it personally. <laughs> when, when the stars I like are not married. Yeah. Like, maybe I do have that little bit of a chance. Yeah, like Chris Evans. Like, why is this man single? Like, this is ridiculous. I know, but then you still have a little bit of a chance. I'm I'm going to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I kind of think, you know, my possibility of um, being with Ben Affleck, whether he's married or not, mm-hmm. is probably the same. I mean, he is back with JLo. I think you lost your chance. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Like- they seem pretty darn happy. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but still i think my my point one percent chance is probably the same up against j-lo yeah still you know what you never know one day you'll pass each other on the streets and it'll just click and this is what i think mm-hmm. yeah who knows that's a very real possibility in my head it is i mean he probably passes people on the street all the time yes so there yeah. is a chance for you and i think j-lo would just step out of the way and be like yes mm-hmm. I can see that these are meant to be soulmates. Yeah. I think she'll see you and she'll be like, damn. I'll just back off. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it's going to happen. I, you know what? I believe this. Mm-hmm. It will come true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're going for. <laughs> Sorry, Jayla. I know. Sorry, Bill. Not personal, just, you know, fate. <laughs> what? She's got all those rocks that she's it's got. Fine. Yeah, she's, she's fine. She's Jenny from the block. She'll be good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that we've started a whole new life for you already. (laughs) Uh, It could happen. happen. That's a a key. Nothing is impossible. They're simply improbable, which means there is a chance it can happen. Exactly. There you go. Statistics, guys. Statistics. Statistics. Um, Yes. And my last note about this movie is this is the movie with the chairs. That's my last one. There you go. <laughs> Solve the mystery. Solve the mystery. It's all good. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think that's all I got for all of this. I don't know. Um, any any last comments about these two uh, films, we'll call them? <laughs> or either one a film. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a real question. Yes. I think this was a good pairing. Really? I do. I think they were both enjoyable for very different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. This was enjoyable because I got to hear Steven Seagal for the first time in my life. <laughs> and now understanding that he was probably a ghost the whole time is fascinating. Yeah. Maybe. I like, I legitimately don't understand any of those scenes. Like, I just don't. Now know. I feel like I need to go back and rewatch it. Oh, I think please. we just blew that movie wide open. <laughs> I like I almost choked when you said you're gonna rewatch it. So um <laughs> I I mean that not knocked up m- is just a good movie, you know? Yeah, knocked up is a good movie. It is. Um I uh I'm gonna disagree with you on Kill Switch. Um enjoyable is a very strong word. Uh it is a um well oh, th- let me caveat know. this with the fact the last time you made me watch it been diesel B. Yeah, but that's a good Vin Diesel movie. Oh, this terrible Steven Seagal movie was 10 times better than the good Vin Diesel movie. Credit, what? <laughs> You're crazy. No, it like, was definitely better. Oh, God. No, I just. The lost teeth. Yeah. Tracing on paper. 
I was all into it. Oh, it's oh, it's the crafts that you were into. <laughs> it's the crafts, the arts the and crafts. crafts that I oh, yeah, Vin and Diesel does not do gra- crafts. Maybe anymore. it was the hair, the the weird, paste the weird V, uh-huh. Steven Seagal V hair. <laughs> Vin Diesel is cute, but he has no hair. He has no hair, and he doesn't do crafts. That is true. Yeah, Seth Rogen has good hair. I think we mm-hmm. just found the common ground. Boom, common ground. Oh, two movies with great hair. Yes. Hair. Um, I did admit, I, I did feel like I, I want to watch his touch his hair. I, I do want to right? touch his hair. Yeah. yeah. It was all like perfectly like ringlet curls and a little bouncy and stuff. Yeah. His hair, like when he first meets Paul Rudd and he, he's holding like the, the, the <laughs> daughter, I'm like, they have the same hair. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh yeah. <laughs> oh, the fro. Gotta love it. But always ask permission before touching someone's hair. Just let or just know. don't. Just or don't. just don't. Yeah, that's that's probably the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Somebody who also has the Jew fro, just don't <laughs> walk up to me and touch my hair. <laughs> yeah, I hate when that happens. Yeah. Like, like okay. oh my god, your hair is beautiful. I'm like, why are you touching me? Don't yeah. don't yeah. this is not acceptable. <laughs> no. You know. Like what? Or you see the hand coming out, you take a step back. Mm-hmm. They get offended that you stepped back. You're just like, what? Yeah. Why are you so bouncy? Really? Like fine. I, I was once rub your arm. Yeah. I was once somebody like g- grabbed my hair and they're just like, I didn't expect it to be so soft. And I was like, first of all, why are you touching me? And B, why most <laughs> hair is soft? Like and wh- why have you thought about what my hair would <laughs> feel like? You know. Yeah, I, I just chalked it up to, you know, ignorant racist stuff. So yeah. it's just like, whatever. Yeah, just they yeah, probably they, they probably right. with the like the old adage that it's like a Brillo pad kind of thing. Right. And like, that's what in their mind. Whatever. We're just we're going to leave it. We've talked oh. heavy topics already. We're not going to talk. <laughs> racist. It's fine. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. OK. Now that I think about it. That was a really white movie. Yes, it was. Yeah, they were both pretty white movies, actually. Yeah, well, they had they each had their their token person. True, that was fine. It's you know, look, I can I can overlook knocked up kill switch. Although I don't think diversity would have made kill switch better. To be honest, definitely not. (laughs) I bet you not the missing piece to that movie. (laughs) No, I bet you if there was diversity, it'd be very stereotypical diversity, (laughs) and that would have made it a lot more problematic. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah. We're good. Maybe those are the scenes that got cut out. He was like in the middle of like a gang fight or something. Maybe. Like, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? They wouldn't let him put it, keep it They're in. just like, just like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take this out. But it tells you why this and this we're gonna just take it out. We're just <laughs> gotta nope. We're not touching so this. Like at a clan meeting, he's like, but it explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now we'll never know. Now we'll never know. One day we're gonna find this secret six-hour version of this movie that yeah. explains everything in it. Yeah. And we'll know, we'll know the truth. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for being here, Shana. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, next time hopefully we'll get you in some much more more interesting films as well. I like it. I like yeah. that combos 
Uh, well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at OhMyShelf, or you can send an email to OhMyShelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, it's the fourth annual Off My Shelf Christmas Extravaganza. Yay! Where we'll be talking about the holiday films, Love Actually, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Hope you'll be here to listen. <laughs> <laughs>